Governor of the great state of Tennessee, Governor Bill Lee, joins us to talk about all of these and more matters. Uh, Governor, good to speak with you. I hope you're well, sir. I'm doing fine, sir. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing well. Thank you for being on with us and talking to Middle Tennessee and beyond about, uh, obviously, the session that was and potentially the special session uh, that will be. We'll get into that in just a moment, but let's talk about the uh, the regular session for a moment. What are your highlights, Governor? I mean, obviously, we've talked a lot about what happened in the last couple of weeks in the House of Representatives, and I would consider those some of the lowlights. But for you, what are the what are the pluses of this session? What are you most proud of? Yeah, I, I, I think sometimes the uh, most important things can get overshadowed, for sure. Um, we passed... We we brought forth so the so the governor brings forth pieces of legislation that then the general assembly uh, responds to and actually creates the law. But we bring forth proposals, and you know we passed some of the most important conservative proposals uh, in our state's history. It's the largest tax cut in the state's history, four hundred million dollars. Uh, in tax cuts for both families and very important tax cuts for small businesses, which are job creators and economic drivers. And whenever you, I'm a strong believer that when you cut taxes, you stimulate the economy. And we, we are already, as you know, the lowest tax per capita state in America. Of all 50 states, we have the lowest tax per capita. But we cut taxes. We passed a, you know, we're one of the fastest growing states in the country too. And so, infrastructure and the investments in infrastructure is something that we ought to be doing to plan for the future. We passed a significant infrastructure transportation modernization act, we called it. And it not only builds rural roads and funds rural roads and bridges and highways, but it invests in, in our urban center infrastructure as well. And the reason I call that a conservative win is because it, we're one of only about six, maybe seven states in the country that don't have debt to pay for their roads. We need to stay that way. This act uh, delivers a funding stream to our state without raising debt and without raising taxes on uh, on the people of the state. So, you know, those are a, a couple of big things. And, and now a third one, and then we'll I'll let you keep going. You know, I'm a strong believer in vocational education. That's my background in my business. You know, if we're going to keep attracting all these companies, we've got to have workers. We created something called the, the Give Act my first year, and we've just built on that ever since, a vocational education. But this year we put a billion dollars. Uh, because of the conservative fiscal policy we have, we have surpluses. We put a billion dollars one-time money into our colleges of technology to build 10,000 new skilled workers a year for all of these companies that are coming to this state because of the environment we have. So we, we, we got a lot of good things that uh, we were, that we got accomplished. Every single administrative bill that I brought forth was passed this year and really grateful for the partnership with the General Assembly. Uh, very grateful for their work to get big wins for Tennesseans. You know, the session started, Governor, with the passage of uh, two pieces of legislation that I think have continued to be mischaracterized, certainly nationally and even within the state amongst certain media outlets. One would prevent uh, younger Tennesseans from having surgeries performed on them before the age of majority regarding gender reassignment, uh, specifically at Vanderbilt University Medical Center, but it applies across the state. The other 
uh, would protect our young people uh, from obscene displays of really any nature, cabaret and otherwise. I would companion that with uh, legislation that has been passed that uh, makes it very clear what what books, where books are to be and are not to be in our libraries. Does it concern you at all, especially amongst these three pieces of legislation, which I think are ultimately good for kids, good for Tennessee. Tennessee people agree with these pieces of legislation, but they have been completely mischaracterized nationally and even by some outlets in the state. Does that does that get on your radar screen at all? Do you concern yourself with that? Well, I mean, that's kind of one of the real problems in America right now, right? It's just the politicization of everything, the demonization of differences, the the reason that people don't want to really hear the truth about things. They want to hear what they want to hear about them. And you, you gave some examples of legislation that are crafted to protect children and that that's why they were that's why the um, the sponsors of those bills brought them forward strictly to protect children it it is a focus that we have to continue to keep before us is you know investing in families investing in uh investing in the things that matter to Tennesseans and protecting the things that are important to Tennesseans and you know frankly trying to uh to know the truth about particular pieces of legislation, to stay focused on that and to try to forget the noise. Governor, I know that you're limited on time, so I want to get to the special session uh, because we could spend all day talking about the, the pluses and the minuses of the regular. The special session will be focused on what, sir? Well, you know, it's going to be focused on finding a way uh, to accomplish something that I think most Tennesseans think we should do in this state, which is protect the rights of Tennesseans, and in particular, in this, with regard to this issue that we're talking about, and that I'm going to talk about, in particular, the Second Amendment rights of Tennesseans, which is something that is is very important to me and has been from the time I've gotten here, and protect the public, public safety uh, from those who are a danger to the public. So I've said plenty of times, I think what most people really agree on is that people who are a threat or a danger to the public uh, should be, we should understand who those threats are and we should protect the public from them in part by not ha letting those dangerous individuals have access to weapons. That that strategy combined with a strong belief that the Second Amendment has to be protected and, and aggressively protected, we have to find a way to do that. And that's what this special session is about. I know I, I know you have a heart out because you have somewhere to be, but I, I need to follow up on this and just ask you the simple question. I've talked to a lot of lawmakers. We speak to a lot of Tennesseans. And when you, I know that you're avoiding the term red flag law, but even if you say order of protection, when you're talking about preemptively taking away the Second Amendment rights from individuals, uh, I, I, let me ask it this way. Are people being too quick to judge your proposal before examining it, seeing it, sitting down and talking about it? Because I hear a lot of lawmakers saying that this special session is dead on arrival. Yeah, well, you, you, it's important you use, you, you even use the word they're preemptively doing something with regard to the Second Amendment. I, I do think people ought to, I do think people ought to read the details of this law. It's like no other law in America. There isn't another one like it. 
uh, it's crafted with the uh, by a guy who is arguably a very clear and uh, definitively has you know a background of protecting the Second Amendment. I, I'm I'm the governor that brought constitutional carry to Tennessee because I believe that law-abiding citizens should not have that right infringed upon by the government. But I also believe that in this state, we have an existing law that if a man tries to hurt his wife and is a threat to her in a domestic relationship, we have the ability to separate that person from firearms. It, it exists in law today. It's already on the books. We do it every day in this state. But if that same man threatens to shoot up a school, we can do nothing about that right now. There's something not right about that situation. And we need to, we need to find a way within the, within the framework of protecting Second Amendment rights to take a person that is not preempt and, and preemptively take those away. We're talking about someone who has to have law enforcement bring, uh, the, bring the issue forward it ha there has to be due process so that we have a court hearing, no ex parte, no uh, cutting short the due process. There has to be a mental health evaluation that shows them to be a homicide or suicide risk. A judge has to then uh, determine that there is no alternative treatment path for this person. Then and only then, if they've exceeded clear and convincing evidence and a high burden of proof, there is an order of protection. That is not preemptively taking away someone's Second Amendment rights. That's actually strengthening Second Amendment rights on those who are not a threat to the general public. And that's what we have said all along should happen in this state to, to, to close the, and by the way, this, this, temp, this order of protection is temporary. One of the shortest and most temporary orders of protection that you'll see in laws across across the country. That there is a a need to do something, and there is a way to do that something in a way that is unique to Tennessee, that understands the protection of the Second Amendment, and yet protects the public from mass violence. We do it with domestic violence. We can do it with mass violence. And, and Governor, right now, if my informal polling of the audience and Middle Tennessee and Tennessee more broadly is accurate at all, um, you have some convincing to do. Do you feel confident uh, that by the end of the special session that you can uh, speak to enough Tennesseans and, and by that speak to enough uh, representatives and senators that they will agree with you and you'll see passage of this? You know, uh, what I think is that this is what Tennesseans want to happen. I think they want to, I think they do recognize that, that protection of rights is really important. And they, and they are looking to us to uh, protect those rights. And, th and that will have to happen. I also believe that they, they want to find a way to protect the public, to protect schools, malls, individuals from people who are a threat to them. Uh, I think we can accomplish that. That's what I'm going to be talking to members of the General Assembly. And, and let me just say this. I mean, I have a long history of working together with the Speaker and the, and the Lieutenant Governor and the leaders and the rank and file members of the General Assembly. I, I, we've worked together for four years, going on five years now. I, I have every intention of 
working together to find something that they agree, that we agree, that Tennesseans agree is uh, needed in our state. I, I think we can do that. I'm certainly going to I'm certainly going to make every effort. This will be a collaborative effort, and uh, we're going to be talking to stakeholders all across the state, which is primarily Tennesseans all across the state, and, 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 and get what done what what they want to get done. And, and finally, Governor, in the waning weeks of the legislative session, obviously observers, and I know you were observing like the rest of us, saw things go off the rails. And I was frustrated as a new Tennessean uh, to watch as national news media mischaracterized this state as something that I do not find it to be uh, racist or anti-democratic in any way. And that was largely led by uh, the three Democrats who broke up the floor of the House. And I understand that that is the legislative body and you are not a part of the legislative body. But I wanted you an opportunity to speak to some of that mischaracterization that this state has gone through over the last month or so regarding what happened in the House of Representatives. You know, I think that when you started this conversation, you said to me, um, hey, what did you get accomplished? And and I said, you know, oftentimes uh, there are issues that overshadow the most important things that are going forward. And and that's really what we're talking about here. This this is this is the best state in the country. We are a state that people are highly attracted to. They're coming here from everywhere. Companies are coming. We continue to talk to companies. Even this week, you know, major corporations that have an interest in coming here, they know that we are a low tax, business friendly, constitutionally minded people who understand liberty and freedom and they, they understand that. That's why they keep coming. And this is one of the greatest states in the country, if not the best in my view, frankly. But, and, and, you know, what happens in a couple of weeks over the General Assembly, uh, that, that are distractions, frankly, and that are mischaracterized by the press and, you know, whatever happens there, those are not the overriding theme of what's happening in the state. We are, leading this country in so many ways, and we'll continue to do so. And, and let me tell you, as governor, I will continue to continue, I will continue to lead in a way that I believe that the people of Tennessee want us to lead. And I think you see the General Assembly working together with the governor to do that every day, and that's what we're going to continue to do. Well, I won't. I know that you haven't settled on a day for the special session, or at least that's what I'm told. Is is that true that you haven't you haven't settled on exactly when the call is going to happen? Yeah, that's right. So we're we're talking to members within the General Assembly right now to you know collaboratively begin by saying what's the best date, when can we get something done, what's the best timing for this. So we have not set a date. Well, my grandpa was a mechanic by trade, Governor, but he was also a farmer, and he always liked to say that that's a, that's a hard road to hoe. Uh, you might have a hard road to hoe in that field, but, uh, but I know that you're dedicated to getting something done, and we'll, uh, we'll watch. And, and if there's anything you need the Middle Tennessee folks to know about, you know where we are, and we'd love to hear from you again. I'm always, I'm always glad to be on your show, Matt, and I appreciate that. We'll, we'll stay in touch. All right, take care. There's Governor Bill Lee with a hard road to hoe when it comes to this special session, as Pa used to say, but, um, but he's dedicated to the task, as you just heard. Now, I understand that many of you disagree with the governor on this. I frankly, I have some disagreements as well, but I'm, I'm on record as saying this, that I do believe 
and y'all can just destroy me on the super text line or destroy me on the phone lines from now until the cows come home when I say this. And I'm sure many of you will. But I do believe the governor is trying to thread the needle with regard to Second Amendment rights and trying to do something to prevent mentally ill people from being able to have guns.